Hello and welcome to the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast, where independent beauty entrepreneurs can get all the mindset, messaging, and methods they need to be unstoppable in beauty, business, and life. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Unstoppable Stylist Podcast. I am your host, Sharon Huckle, and today we're going to be talking all about pricing. It's such a sticky subject and it gets people all nervous. And I want to dispel some myths for you today about how you should price your services, why you should price them at a certain point. Um, There's no hard and fast rules and I will never preach one way to do it. Um, But I have some ideas. I have some opinions on this and I want to let you know that this is going to help. This is going to help you a lot. Yeah, I've been doing this for 25 years now, not podcasting, but uh, being a hairstylist and I've owned my salon now. It's going on 20 years next year and I've learned a thing or two about pricing and I've watched what everybody else is doing. I've listened to all the discussions. I've participated in them. I felt the icky, scared feelings, you know, every time you raise your prices. Um, but I'm here to tell you, I'm still doing it. I'm still here. And, and and I have to admit, I still sometimes, every time I want to do a price increase, I get a little bit nervous. But then the other side of my brain kicks in and everything turns out okay. So let's talk about the importance of financial success in the salon industry. It's a big industry right? There's plenty of money to be made out there. And even if you look on YouTube, like the hair, the hair and beauty, the makeup tutorials, that's the number one watch thing on YouTube. So it's big, it's big. So as a professional, a licensed professional, you want a piece of that pie, right? Because you know, you got like young things on YouTube making all kinds of money. And we're still struggling to make like $30,000 a year. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So we got to talk about pricing. There's no way of getting around it. We are service providers, but service providers charge for their services. So we got to like dispel all the mindset blocks and the myths that come from that feeling of lack and scarcity and value and not being worthy. We talk a lot too, when when you consider that number, $30,000, that's the average income of a hairstylist in the US. I'm in Canada, but it's not any better here. So that's not great. Like, that's not great. That's below the poverty line. And it's hard work. Like, let's all just admit it's hard work. And we pay a lot for education. Our overhead is high. Like, we need to step it up, right? This can't be the, the, the numbers anymore for our industry because there's so much potential. Like, I mean, there are six and seven figure earners within our industry. So why not you? Like, what is the, the gap? And maybe the six figure goal is a little too big for you right now. But, you know, I talk lots about money in this podcast and why I want you to have more of it. This is part of it, right? How you set up your pricing structure. You are creating a profitable business so that you can style a life you love at the exact same time. And that is not being greedy. We should be making good money for the work that we provide. Money is an exchange, you know, for value. And you know when you are providing value, if your customers keep coming back, if they keep referring friends, if they write you rave reviews, if they buy the products and services that you recommend, like those are all things that are showing your value. Really, we shouldn't be linking our value to just money anyway. Can't just charge your worth because you're, you're, you're priceless. But there are some things that we're going to talk about today that really will help you feel more confident in how you set up your pricing. People talk a lot about side hustles, but I want to let you know, like within your own salon, you have so many side hustles. How many different ways you can earn more money is it's like, it'll blow your mind. You just got to think about it all. 
Okay, so number one, though, the fastest way to make some money is to raise your prices and figuring out like you got to grow sales or you got to cut expenses. And I would always rather focus on growing sales. Cutting expenses isn't as much fun, but even that can be a little bit of a fun game if you want it to be. It's all how you look at it. So some of the key strategies that we'll be discussing in this episode is the various pricing models used by hairstyles. Like we don't have one way of doing things, which I kind of like. I like that freedom. You can pick what feels good to you. And we're going to find the right balance between affordability and profitability because you can outprice your market. But you'd be surprised at how high you can go. And then we want to address the fear of raising prices and how to overcome it because I know a lot of you feel icky about that. And there's a number of things you can do to just get over it. So let's talk about the various pricing models used by hairstylists. There's no one way to do this that is the right way unless it's the right way that feels good for you. Okay, so some people do an hourly rate. Some people do a flat rate, commission-based. There's tier pricing. There's package deals. It depends where you're working and how much freedom you have to decide that. But basically, they all kind of work out the same because we are like a, a trade, like others, where we're sort of parts and labor. And there's other factors that, that play into it. But you got to know your numbers. That is the bottom line. You've got to know your numbers. And it's in business, in every kind of business. It's, you know, the cost of goods, you know, your overhead, all of that, that stuff, what it costs to run your business. And then where's your, your income sitting in all of that? And you can factor in other things too, like, you know, healthcare or vacation time or childcare services. You can kind of create whatever you need to live your life and then build your business around that and then scale it to grow. Some styles charge by hour. And in this, you have to, like, either way, you have to know your numbers, but it doesn't have to be quite as math heavy as you might think. And there are nowadays, too, there's so much more software out there. Salon Scale is one of them where you, you measure everything and it tells you, it spits out a price for you. And you can feel really confident and, you know, be totally transparent about your pricing. I'm looking at my top line, but I'm also looking at my bottom line most of the time. And I know what my healthy profit margins are. And I also account for the unexpected. I have emergency funds. I have insurance, you know, all of those things that play into it. But the thing is, you need to look at the big numbers first and then whittle it down. And if you start with the the fixed costs, then the variable costs, and then like where you want your profit margin to sit. Those are the sort of the three main numbers that you need to have. And that includes you getting paid. You can't pay yourself last with whatever's left. Like that's not a good way to set up your business. Um, And I've done that over the years. It's happened sometimes, but when things, big things happen, uh, unexpected things, but that's why I plan for emergencies now. And uh, I look ahead and I save money and all, all of that stuff. If you want to go with an hourly rate, that is up to you. It's more common with services like hair extensions or complicated color corrections where the time required can vary significantly. So if you just want to charge like a flat rate of, you know, $100 an hour or $200 an hour, you have to figure out what your your time is worth. And then you can include the, the products in there if that makes it easier for you. Um, or you can do sort of a parts and labor model. And I like, I want to remind you, when we look at, a, say, a plumber, my nephew is a plumber. He's $120 an hour. His overhead, he's got a truck and a trailer and it's, you know, his tools. He does not have the building that I have. He doesn't have the, the heat, the hydro, the water bill, 
the all the products. Like if he needs a part for your toilet, he goes and gets it and then he bills you for it, right? So he's already worked out his hourly rate. So that's his labor and then parts is separate. And we can do the same thing if we want. But make sure when you, you figure out the, the labor part, you're factoring in things like your, all the things I just listed, your heat, your hydro, you know, the, the towels, all of those things. You, can't, you have to literally think of everything that you're going to spend money on to administer that service. And that becomes your hourly rate. So some use a flat rate pricing model. So this is like where each service has a predetermined price. For example, a haircut might cost a fixed amount regardless of the time it takes. Or you might have different haircut cutting prices. Like I did, did an interview a few episodes back with Ray Hornback, and he has a sort of a traditional cut. Then he has a transformational cut that he charges more. Even I separate curly cuts because it's just a different kind of appointment, right? And I, I charge for that extra expertise. Or you might just have a flat rate. Like that's how much it is. These can, and you can also have a modern hybrid menu as well where you, you're sort of combining these things. Again, you have to look at your business. And if you need help with this and a, a seasoned eye on it, this is where like one-on-one coaching can be hugely impactful because literally over the years, I've tried all the different models, depending on whether I was working in a salon or not. I've worked with lots of other hairstyles who've done different methods. Uh, so it just, you have to find the thing that works right for you. But one-on-one coaching can really help you determine that. There's also commission-based. So if you're working in a salon that, you know, your boss is paying you a certain commission, that you've earned a percentage of the total revenue generated from those services. And this model incentivizes you to upsell and cross-sell services and products, which we talked about on a previous episode, all about cross-selling and upselling. If you're not doing that, I highly encourage it, whether you're a commission or not, because <laughs> it can make you a lot of money. There can also be tiered pricing, right? So some salons offer tiered pricing based on the experience or skill level of your st- stylist. So clients can choose to book with a junior, senior, or master stylist, each with a different price point. Or if you're an independent stylist and you have to figure out at what point do you increase your prices? Is it after a certain amount of education? Is it like every time a certain month goes by, you know, that kind of thing? Or if we've had a big jump in expenses, for instance, like do you have to pass that on to your clients? And I'm telling you the answer is yes. We have to do these things because we want to stay in business and our clients want us to stay in business as well. You need to factor all of these things in. There's also package deals. So salons might offer package deals that include multiple services for a bundle price, like hair and makeup, for instance, for a wedding or a boudoir, um, something like that, special events, or you don't have to even offer a discount, right? But they, they do have packages <laughs> and you could, you could always value add on those too. Sometimes we do that. You have to find what works best for you. And it can be a hybrid of all of these things, depending on what the service is. But I think you'll find there's a general thread that runs through all of them. And it it does start with what you want to take home and what you want to make. And you may not be ready to get that to that number just yet, but it's good to have a goal and then work your way towards that. And if you're confused at all by that, that that's definitely where I can help with one-on-one coaching. So I can take a specific look at your unique business and show you a path to get you to where you want to go faster. It's just like working with a personal trainer at the gym versus trying to figure it out on your own you'll get there faster with a whole lot less injury. So we want you to find also the right balance between affordability 
for your clients and profitability for you. And remember, your clients want you to stay in business. They don't want to hear that you're going out of business or switching careers. You just can't make enough money. That's That should not be the case in this industry. The potential is there. And within your salon, there is so much income potential. It's just like literally hiding under all of the rocks that are around. <laughs> There's so much there. First and foremost, always is know your numbers, know your costs. And this is not something you can just do once and forget about because these things change all the time. But if you have sort of a general rule and a good accountant and a good relationship and, you know, some good accounting reporting, or you can, you know, do it yourself on QuickBooks, depends where you're at with that. Again, there's no wrong way or right way to do things. Bottom line is you need to know your numbers. You need to know what it costs to run your business. And then you need to know what it costs to run your lifestyle. So if you calculate all your costs, including your rent, utility, products, expenses, and don't forget your taxes, this understanding is essential for setting profitable prices. At that point, if you're running a, a proper business, then you should not ever have to apologize for your pricing. Unless you're way out of the stratosphere for the clientele in your area, then you should be able to make a good living from doing hair. Okay, so analyze the competition, but don't just set up shop and copy exactly what they're doing because you, you don't know what's really going on behind the scenes there. But you can do some research on what other stylists or salons in your area are charging for similar services. Your prices should be competitive, but reflective of your expertise and the quality of service you provide. And really, that's where you want to look, look for the ways to go above and beyond to provide that exceptional service that the people don't question the value of it. I don't encourage pricing yourself too low to get more people. Really, that they just wear your carpet. And I know you don't have carpet in your salon, but that's the, that's the expression. You don't want that sort of revolving door of, of cheap, cheap clients, right, on Groupons and stuff like that. We're looking for quality. And that way you don't have to work so hard, right, to make the same amount of money. And we want to kind of think of it as rising tides lift all boats. But there's not really any advantage to being the second cheapest in your town. I'll just tell you that. So if you're not the most expensive, try to work your way up to it. <laughs> and even, like, it doesn't have to be within your town, but even within your comfort zone, right? And then you want to, like I always say, charge your worth and add tax. You make sure you're covering all your bases and giving yourself the lifestyle that you want. There's not one simple formula that figures it out, but if you start with knowing your costs and then knowing your costs, like your big girl numbers for your house, <laughs> everything that it costs for your same thing, like rent, utilities, car, your insurance, your phone, all that jazz, you need to add up those numbers and then figure out how to build a nice life and a nice business from there. That's the bottom line. Consider your target market. Not everybody can go with the highest end. <laughs> you want to, you want to, Consider who you're the most comfortable with, who your ideal client base is. If you're targeting a high-end clientele, you can charge premium prices, but you have to, you know, offer premium services as well. And for a more budget-conscious audience, you can consider more affordable options. You have to figure out what you're comfortable with. And then when I said that you don't want to be the, like the cheapest or whatever, that's fine if you can keep up with the, the volume that that requires. But you got to consider that. Can you keep up with it? And can you keep up with it for a long time? You don't want to burn out. You want to talk about value-based pricing? That prices based on the perceived value of your services. So if you offer exceptional skills, a unique experience, or use high-quality products, you can justify those higher prices. 
I've always felt more comfortable in that realm, um, even though I'm, I'm pretty down to earth, <laughs> but I just, I like quality and I've, I've really over the years elevated my service. I've upped my training to the nth degree. I work hard to make it a beautiful place for people to come to that's really comfortable and chill, but they're going to get an amazing experience every time. And that's why I have had clients that have come to me for 25 years and yet I still get new referrals all the time. I get people who you know, check me out online and they see the, the good reviews and they know from my social media pages that I'm an expert in my field. All of those things make a big difference, right? We've kind of got that omnipresence um, and we've worked really hard at that over the years, but it's easier now than ever really to promote yourself on social media and your websites. And when I first started, there weren't really websites. I was kind of a, there very few people had websites and you had to like, they were expensive. They were so expensive. Now you can do it for so cheap. So, you know, you just want to regularly review and adjust your prices. Like don't set your prices once and forget about them. Like you got to review them regularly to ensure it aligns with your costs, the market trends and your level of expertise. We all know that prices went up dramatically over the last little while. So we had to adjust and people expected us to adjust. And really, if you didn't adjust, you just actually took a pay cut. So that's the market. And your level of expertise, every time you take a course, make sure you're rewarding yourself when you come back and you utilize those skills by making sure that it impacts your bottom line as well, right? You're getting paid better for that. And that might just mean you've, because you've learned some skills, some sales skills in upselling and cross-selling because you listened to my fabulous podcast episode about that. That is it. You've got to keep adjusting, right? So you've got to balance affordability and profitability and know who your target market is and what they're willing to pay. And some might pay more if they have to come less often. Others want to pay a little bit less if they've got to come all the time. But somewhere there's a sweet spot for you and and we can figure that out together. I, I love seeing my bottom line in the, in the black, you know, I don't want to be in the red. So I've done all the things anti-math that I could to still know my numbers, to still be on top of business, doing the right things. You can set some things up a little bit more automatically that cover that. And then you just have to pop in and check on them every once in a while. Having a good accountant does help as well, but also having some discipline and knowing which numbers actually or which actions actually move the needle in your business. There's plenty of things we can do that get caught up in busy work and sort of distract us from the real money-making tasks. And then where you can outsource and where you can delegate and automate and all of those things that can really help you save money and then make so much more money. This leads us to the fear of raising prices and how to overcome it. If you didn't raise your prices, the recent you know lockdown, quarantines, all that stuff, having lost income for, depending on how long you were shut down for, we were shut down eight months in total. And, you know, one haircut caught people up, but it didn't catch up having lost that money, right? Or having to borrow money to stay open and all that stuff, right? So you have to adjust that. And again, I I remind myself all the time, my clients want me to stay in business. And in order to do that and make a nice living, I have to raise my prices when things go up. I get a price list every year from my suppliers and let me know that the prices have increased and that they held out as long as they could, but they had to, they had to raise the prices. But you can be proactive about this kind of stuff. Like you can have just an annual price increase because you know, inflation, like it kind of goes up every year, right? (laughs) Things continue to go up. They rarely go down overall. And we want to be able to adjust for that. So that can help you a lot is to just know that you're going to be raising your prices regularly over time. And then if something 
particular happens that where you want to jump it up. So maybe you took some extra certification, maybe you took some business training, maybe you hired a coach, all of that has to be built in and know that everything you do for your business is impacting your clients in a positive way. So they need to pay like taxes. That's the only way governments get money is from the taxpayers, right? To do all the things that we want to do. And it's the same with us. Like the only way a business gets money is from its customers. So you have to pass those things on to your customers so that they'll pay for them. Don't feel bad getting paid well for the value that you provide. If you fear raising prices, usually it's, it's a concern of you're going to lose some clients. And I'm just going to give you a little news flash here. You're going to lose clients, not just when you raise your prices, but they move, they die, they find someone cheaper, they, their budget changes, their sister starts doing hair, like whatever, you're going to lose clients. Just chalk that up to as an, an inevitable part of doing business and don't take it personally. There are places that I would love to shop, but are not in my budget. There are places I would love to travel, but they're not in my budget at this moment in time, right? So don't take it personally. I don't take it personally that there's stores like Louis Vuitton. I wouldn't even walk in that store because I I couldn't afford anything in there. But I don't think they care. (laughs) They're not changing their prices for me. They want to be a luxury brand. So that's cool. So you can you can mimic that and, and you have to sort of take on that mindset that it's okay to lose clients. And in some cases, if you are over 80% booked and have trouble getting people in, it indicates it's actually a time to raise your prices because you need to create some room in your day to get people back in, to take some holiday time. And it, raising prices is, is really, it can be delicate, but it can also be like no big deal. I think we overthink it a little too much. We stress about it a little too much. Big companies just don't do that. When it's time to raise their prices, they just raise their prices. And you can go about it in a lot of different ways. Like if you want to communicate to your clients ahead of time, you can inform them in advance about an upcoming price change. You can explain the reasons behind the adjustments, such as rising costs or improved services. You can do that or you don't have to. You don't have to explain things. You can also have gradual increases. You know, you can consider implementing incremental price increases over time rather than a significant jump. This can be less disruptive for clients, but don't forget some clients are on a four-week rotation, some comes once a year. So somebody's going to notice your increases no matter what, and somebody's not going to notice them at all, right? They won't remember. So again, just do what's comfortable for you and your business and what needs to happen. And probably you need to increase your prices. It's just going to be my guess. You can also offer alternatives. If clients are price sensitive, provide alternative services or pricing options that suit their budget while still maintaining profitability. That's possible too. I have quite a few clients we do a roots and run because they want to get their roots done more often Then they don't need a haircut. And quite frankly, life is pretty casual and they don't even need a blow dry. A lot of them just pop their hair in a ponytail. They run out with a wet. They don't care. So that's a way for me to continue to get them in more often. And so they're, they're not tempted to do it at home because when during COVID, we ended up doing root retouch kits and some people started that and then a few carried that on and I didn't mind because it was one less thing for me to do and I'm still making money but then some of them I've you know had them come back and just say I'll just do it but you can just run out afterwards with wet hair and they're like oh that's great because they just they don't need a haircut their their hair's coming in white and they want that covered up but they they're not ready for a haircut and they don't need a blow dry so that's been a way that we've helped clients manage their budget as well 
you can highlight the value, emphasize the value they receive from your services. You know, you are a professional, you have expertise, you will customize treatments for them and you're using top quality products. And when you make those expert suggestions, right, that's providing a ton of value. But you have to feel that yourself, right? You have to feel that you are offering a lot of value before you can really, you know, showcase that to your clients. If you reward loyalty, so you can reward your loyal clients with incentives. There's all kinds of loyalty type programs out there. You can give them discounts for referrals. Like that will demonstrate your appreciation and help offset the cost. And, you know, sometimes we do things like, okay, if we're going to raise our prices, we let the clients know in advance and then we'll let them book ahead one appointment or something at the, the regular price. There's all kinds of things you can do to make it comfortable for you and your clients. And again, I've tried all of these things over the last 25 years. And then I've just, you know, at this point I'm at a, at a different level and I just, you know, I do what I got to do. If you want to manage expectations, it's best to make sure clients understand that maintaining quality and providing excellent service is your top priority, even as prices change, right? So don't just jack up your prices and then skimp out on the services. Jack up the prices and then offer the same or more value for that money um, because you demand and you can build demand, right? And you can create hype and you can get like, I start, start talking about December appointments back in August. And I'm like, oh, it gets busy. Better book ahead, right? I like that. Better book ahead, right? So I've got clients booking two, three, four, or five appointments ahead so that I know my book is full. And that, that way my book gets full. <laughs> and then it becomes, you know, it builds that hype. So then I get them booking into January and February. And then if I go away in February or this year, we're doing a big renovation. So I'm, I'm actually closed for the whole month of February. So my January, March is going to be jammed. But I'm talking about that now because first of all, I'm building the excitement that my salon's getting renovated and it's exciting. It's our 20th anniversary, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also like, I want my January to be full and I want my March to be full. So yes, I'm yapping about that now. I have already been talking about the, I've actually been talking about the renovation for a long time because I have known my 20th anniversary is coming up and I want to do something exciting for it. And especially those clients that have been coming to me for that long, and they can't even believe they've been coming to me for that long. And sometimes when my, my sons walk in who are now 24 and 20, and some of my clients have been coming to me since before they were born. Like they just like, it makes us feel old really. But again, I built that hype. So I build the hype for holiday, love holiday. And I build the hype for the next year as well. Right. And you can do that throughout the year around your schedule. If you look at other big businesses, there are 52 sales cycles a year. They're building the hype constantly. And we can look at our businesses the same way. There's so many things we can learn from other industries and then bring into our own. It, that stuff really excites me. And use your marketing chances to convey the positive aspects of the price increase. There are positives. You're excited. You're still in business. Yay. And plus includes the enhancements and your service qualities or salon improvements, renovations. Point out the things that you're doing that are positive in your business and customers will never doubt whether you're worth it or not. Price increases are a necessary part of business growth and sustainability, right? Clients who appreciate your skills and your service quality, they will understand the need for adjustments and they're actually more likely to remain loyal despite the changes. I've had clients that at some point in their lives, I have not fit into their budget, but I don't make it weird. So if they ever come back, I welcome them back. I see them. I actually saw I was at Home Depot <laughs> yesterday and I saw a client. It was probably like 15 years ago. Maybe I did her hair, but I remembered her name and I remembered the shop that she owned. 
and she could not believe it. She didn't recognize me, but I said, oh, it's Sharon from the Cat's Meow, and yeah, you had that store, and blah, 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 and I always remember. And I know that blew her mind. I've got a very good memory for that, and I'm not afraid to, like, you know, say hello to people in public, but it was, it was so fun, and, like, I would not be surprised if she trickled back into the salon because I showed that I cared, and that is really valuable to people. Because how often do you just feel like nobody notices notices you, nobody remembers you? And, and so stuff like that can really make an impact. And that's sort of what I pride myself on. I have good attention to detail. I have a, a memory. I make people feel important because people are super important to me. And if that is one thing lockdown taught me is that I need people in my life. I am a people pleaser, a proud people pleaser. <laughs> and I want to have a long career. And I want that for you too. I want you to feel so much joy when you walk into your salon space. I want your customers to feel that. And I want that to have a ripple effect on the rest of the world. And putting more money into your pocket is not a measure of greed or anything like that because you can do more if you have more. And that's going to make the world a better place. So that being said, that is how you can raise your prices confidently because we do valuable work. We may not have been considered an essential service um, in the eyes of the government during lockdown, but we, we are. We are essential in a lot of people's lives. We are often cheaper than therapy and we're a whole lot more fun. <laughs> and we truly do make the world a more beautiful place. So if you've hesitated about raising your prices, I want you to reconsider. If you need help figuring out how to raise your prices or when to raise your prices or why to raise your prices, get in touch with me. This is the thing that I really love to talk about with people. I want to empower you to become an unstoppable stylist and have a profitable business and style a life you love. DM me on Instagram to get a conversation started. I would love to hear from you. Go make the world a more beautiful place. Check out theunstoppablestylist.com for even more help to grow your beauty business and style a life you love.